I don't normally do an intro for the Unsupervised Podcasts. For those that don't know, the Unsupervised Podcasts are me alone with the microphone in the refinery sharing my thoughts with you. This one was important because I had to honour the process of grieving. Grieving my nan passing and sharing some thoughts about what's going on at the moment. Grief is an interesting process and doing this allowed a weight to come off my shoulders and off my soul and I can now move forward. And I hope that the vulnerability that I show in this episode and the rambling that I do somehow helps you if you've lost a loved one. And the message that I end with is just as important. The silent majority must stand and it may be sooner than we think. I'm going to use Impossible from the Screaming Jets because I really love that song and it's got a pretty deep message. And then I'm going to use our rendition of I Know You that was done by Angus on guitar and me on the vocals as the finisher. Really appreciate all the new listeners and the followers and the downloads. I really appreciate that. And there's some really awesome conversations coming up about spirituality and consciousness and and law and science and, and trying to unpack all that. So I look forward to those. And they'll be coming out soon. I just need to get this one out first. That's enough out of me. Look after yourselves. Stay safe. Be cool. And we'll talk soon. Cheers. Can't do much about the government's policies. Can't do much about the heresies. Can't do too much to stop the squeeze on society. When you're all out of touch, you can't have much to say.
I've got two really awesome podcasts in the bag, like some of the best stuff we've ever done. However, what happened is I didn't honour the process. So what you guys are listening to now is me honouring the process. I suppose I should expand a little. So the first podcast we did uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had uh, Maddie Noonan back in the refinery. Very awesome to sit down and have a discussion with him. However, that day culminated in me working or having about a 22-hour day. I got up at about 3 o'clock in the morning to fly to Emerald to do some training and flew back, landed at 7.30, drove straight home and caught up with Maddie and Angus to record the podcast and we finished that podcast at about 1 o'clock in the morning. Now, that was a say, it was a 22-hour day. That was me pushing myself to the brink. Now, upon reflection, I would still do that because it took a long time to get Maddie and Angus in the room together and the podcast you guys will have the pleasure of hearing in the very near future was well worth it. However, I pushed myself to the point of breaking. And then I had a block. It's like why I couldn't release the podcasts and it's like why can't I get in here in this awesome little studio and do the intros and get them out I had there was a block somewhere and then Martin came last week and another awesome podcast first time he was in the refinery what an excellent experience however again haven't touched the file haven't looked at the file haven't done anything with it um and then over the past few days um, well, last week sometime, I realized that I hadn't honored the process that I said I would do. So, you know, those that, loyal listeners would know that my nan passed away um, a bit over two months ago now, um, and she was my last grandparent on my father's side from Ballarat, which is where I grew up. And I spent a fair percentage of my formative years, like one to four, with Nan, and she had a very profound impact on my life. And I had mentioned this in passing on the podcast and basically said I would do another unsupervised to try and unpack the grief and try and unpack the grieving process. However, as it turns out, I I think I honoured the grieving process, however, in not knowing what to do moving forward, I just hustled and got a shitload of content out there. Like I've got, you know, I've had key rings made, I've had stickers made, I've I, I redesigned a logo. Like, and this is just the podcast. You guys obviously need to remember that, you know, I'm a father and a husband and I work five days a week and I've been lucky enough to keep my job during this COVID period which I'm very thankful for. However, there are all these things, you know, that, that, that it doesn't stop. And, you know, I was pulling, you know, I would go to work, come home, deal with the kids and then come up here and do stuff or even if I just sat there and watched the TV and I wasn't sleeping and and I just, yeah, I hit the wall. And 
I hit the wall like a day after the podcast that I did with Maddie and Angus. And when I say hit the wall, like I like, you know, like those old school, you know, we used to get them in the nineties, like the slime you'd throw against the wall and go splat, and then sort of just slowly roll down the wall. You know that that was me, and and I hadn't honoured the process. And look, I'll be honest and. You know, this is being very vulnerable at the moment. However, even now I'm not sure what to do with myself at times. You know, granddad died a couple of years ago last week. You know, Nan died a couple of months ago. And and I suppose, you know, you have this misconception that they will always be there. You know, as you get older, you understand that people die. You have friends die. You have, you know you know, great aunties and, you know, older people pass away. This is what happens. However, you know, and I've been to way too many friends' funerals and missed a few as well while I was working FIFA. However, it's it's a, it's the first sign of mortality. And, you know, this year, before all this, it's like, you know, we... we the veil is being lifted. We, we're seeing a whole different side of human society worldwide, and we're, we're we're seeing and understanding different things. So this year has been pretty fucking crazy, as you would all know. Uh, as I've said many times before, this is prophetic times. You, we we are living through a prophetic moment. This year will be studied by people a hundred years from now, and you know, with that chaos and the control and the fear and all the stuff that's trying to be implemented going on in the background. Whilst I'm very happy that Nan didn't live to see what's coming next, you know, she'd done her time and she was in immense pain a long time, and I'm thankful that she's finally gone. However, there's a void in my existence now, and it's one that probably won't ever be filled, you know, and talking to some people about grieving and, and trying to understand the process and it's not it's not something that I denied initially I cried I got angry I did all the things that you know the grieving process but once that was done that it, you know and I, and I think there's one of these things guys is that for those that have lost loved ones it, it'll never be done that void will always be there you know and and she lived a long full life and impacted so many people you know like due to COVID I couldn't go down to the funeral so maybe I didn't get the finality or you know there wasn't that experience it's a little different watching a funeral remotely you know I wasn't there with my family I wasn't there with her I mean uh, she's you know she's much happier now in a different place and a better place you know these things they combined and I, and I just I just put my foot down you know but again, at the expense of, you know, my exercise dropped off, my discipline in my eating dropped off, and already had a little bit, a little bit of COVID weight, and I've sort of added to that, only incrementally, like, and, you know, th- there's been times in my life where, you know, I'm talking about a process and, and a deep emotional trauma of my existence, uh, my nan dying, um, it would, you know, there'd be, I'd be in this hole for 12 months and wouldn't fucking know anything, um, However, I was aware that I was pushing uh, and I was aware I was close to the line because, as I said, I wasn't sleeping very well. 
you know, going to bed late, getting up early, hustling, trying to do the best I can. However, at the same time, trying to quantify something that I couldn't quite quantify and still honestly can't quantify. And I think that's okay. I think we try and understand things when maybe they're not supposed to be understood. We try and put a label or, or a process or, you know, when you get to here, you'll be okay, you know. And, and these, are, these are concepts that we've discussed a lot. However, I think as men, especially, we, we the deeper emotions, we're told not to have them or are not shown how to deal with them because mostly no one fucking knows, right? Um, especially amongst men. We don't, don't you fucking be emotional. Don't you fucking cry. You know, again... Like when Grandad passed, and like that's something that you know I'll never get to talk to him again. And I wish I had of had him on the podcast. You know, I I I wondered whether he would have done that if I had asked him to. You know, there's a thousand questions I had for him, and I won't get to ask them. There's a thousand thank yous that I needed to give my nan, and I'll, I'll never be able to give her. And and I think she she knew, you know. You know, the last time I saw her, I knew that it was going to be the last time, and she knew it was going to be the last time, and she hugged me harder than she has in years, and she gave me a kiss, and she, she she pulled me in and said goodbye, and and I knew at the time that that was it, and you know, the last time I spoke to her, I spoke to her for like 15, 20 minutes, that's a bloody long time for Nan, she was in constant pain, and, and I think she just wanted to be left alone. It was the most detailed conversation I'd had with her in a long time. And, you know, of course, I wish I'd rang her more. But she knew, she understood, you know. But hindsight's twenty twenty, isn't it? There's, I, I can't change the things that I'd like to change. And, you know, like Grandad, I, I suppose I didn't grasp how much they both meant to me and influenced me. And, you know, that was the... That was my home point, yeah? 923 Barclay Street. It was my home point. And it was something that never changed. And, you know, when they left that house, there was nowhere to go home to. You know, I, I retreated back to their house throughout my 20s and into my 30s. Oh, not into my 30s because I, I met Kath by then, however, my entire 20s. You know, Darwin or Western Australia, I retreated back to that point. You know, to rest and reset, and you know, <laughs> Nan, twenty-eight years old, would still make me two-minute noodles and um, McCain's pizza, and you know, <laughs> ice cream, and uh, you can rationalise it objectively as much as you want while they're sick and before they go, and. You know, understand that it's the best thing and, and, and blah, blah, blah. However, what you don't and, and is very difficult to rationalise is when they actually go. Because that home point, that that, that, that point where the, the, the one thing, you know, the, one of the only things that's been existed in your existence forever is gone now. The constant is gone. And... It is the it is the understanding of mortality and and seeing that. Like you are now when this happens, when your grandparents die, you are now the next step. Yeah, you know, you've just elevated yourself, right? Your elders have now passed. 
So that means your parents are the elders and you are the seconds and your children are now. And that's the cycle of life. However, I suppose for me, in for my own personal experience that, and I wanted to talk about this because I think, you know, there's, there's thousands of people that have, have lost someone who meant a great deal to them and, and have, have not understood the grieving process. And I'm not going to pretend that I understand the grieving process. I don't think... I, I think it's another one of those things that I'll forever grieve the loss because it, it was it was a constant in my existence. And we aren't taught, I don't think anybody really is taught how to deal with it, you know, how to grieve properly. And I wonder whether there's a way to grieve properly. I know there's many different religions and cultures and that do it different ways. You know, excuse me, it could be the loss of ceremony in the Western world you know, the funeral home is just another business, isn't it? You know, it has profit and loss statements like everything else. Even in death, we must capitalise. However, you know, we don't have an understanding. And I think men find it hard to, to feel these deeper feelings. And I found it hard. Basically, Nan or, you know, the universe, uh, no, it was probably Nan, pulled me up eventually. I couldn't release these next few podcasts like i'm gonna have three in the bag by friday and it looks like there's some more stuff coming it's when you <laughs> i couldn't do i couldn't release what's coming without doing this basically even as i sit here and do this you can hear the struggle and and the cracking of my voice this is this is vulnerability at, at a pretty deep level you know i could sit here and reminisce about nan and, and tell you about her and you know, the the wonderful lady she was and, and, you know, before she had kids and when her kids and then her grandkids and, you know, her great-grandkids, you know, all these people that she affected, hundreds if not thousands of people she affected over the course of her existence. However, you guys didn't know that. And whilst I'm sure you would appreciate the stories and I could probably tell them in a compelling way, as with grief, grief is a personal thing especially when it's one so close. It's another one of those complex emotions that I don't think anyone can truly explain because, like everything else, it's from your perspective. You know, whatever relationship you had with that person who passed, it's, it's purely from your perspective. So you are the only one that can interpret your own grief. And I suppose I tried to fill the void by knuckling down and hustling and, and moving forward. And like, you know, as I say, I fucking made gains in a lot of areas. Lost in a few. You know, there's action and consequence, people. However, and I'll reap the rewards of that hustle. Yet, it's hitting that wall allowed me to understand what I was doing. Because what I was doing was not sustainable. Because there is only 24 hours in one day. You know, and there's, there's, there's many responsibilities I have before this awesome little podcast that is growing exponentially uh, around the globe. I suppose that I, again, didn't truly want to face what I was facing. So as much as I was saying I was embracing the grieving process, I probably wasn't. I did for a little while, but then... Life got in the way. And modern life, as we're learning, is actually a very complicated 
uh, difficult and a, and a lot of at times unnecessary existence that we've just created for ourselves that does not feed our souls. That's one of the things we're learning this year. However, the time it takes to exist in a modern society with kids and wives and jobs and work and paperwork and blah, 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 you know, it's an endless distraction. And because of the pain that I was feeling, I, I, I gave in to that distraction and just kept fucking going. And, and look, I know, and that's the thing, most of us, if you have a modicum of intelligence, you understand when you are pushing yourself too hard. You understand when you're not sleeping properly and you're constantly tired. And I think it's because I didn't know how to process the emotion or didn't know how to process the, the void. However, after I hit the wall, I was like, fucking hell, Jesus, I like, we recorded that podcast Thursday night, I, you know, say 22 hour day. I got up and went to work the next day. You know, it doesn't stop. Kids wake up at 6.30 on the weekends. It wasn't like I actually stopped, especially last week when Martin coming over. That was a fantastic experience. However, I had like early night after early night just to try and prep to to talk to him. And even then I was dead tired. And it was somewhere in there that I realized that I hadn't honored the process that I said I was going to honor. And that I realized that I hadn't, well, I, as I say, as I talk to you guys now, I think I, this is the grieving process. This is just part of the grieving process because I don't know if there's a right or wrong way to do this. I think it's a personal experience and a personal journey, and I don't think anyone can truly say to anyone else, what are they experiencing? Because nobody can experience what you experience. So I did have some guilt before... I started this podcast however what I realized is that now is that we all have our own ways and it's not that I denied the pain of grief or the pain of loss I did not deny any of that at any stage it's that I didn't know what else to do so I sunk into the podcast and I sunk into work and the girls and but just on another level, because I didn't, I suppose I didn't want to accept, I didn't want to accept that she was gone, or that they're both gone, and that that, that home point, that, you know, it's like a, the center of the universe type thing, like that's, that's, that's the point you bounce from, that's your base, that's one of your core bases, that you know is always there, you can go back to, it's no longer fucking there. And that's a lot to comprehend. And I'm sure there's people that are listening to this who know exactly what I'm talking about. So, if you've lost someone, no one can tell you how to grieve. However, you can't let it rule you. Because there is... It's tragic. Losing people is tragic. I know people that have had to bury their children. I can't even fucking imagine what that would be like. That would be... You can never, ever get over that. However, what I do feel very strongly is that anyone who has now passed off this mortal coil into the next realm, whatever that may be, none of them would want their loss of life to cause us to lose our lives. If you were to 
use their memory as a tribute, as a, you know, what you do moving forward, you do a little bit better in memory of them. I think that's fantastic. I don't think anyone would have an issue with that. However, wallowing in grief is not a good thing. And see, I wasn't wallowing, I was hustling, which is wallowing in a different form, I think. Well, I wasn't, wasn't wallowing, I wasn't a sad sack. I, I got a lot done, I talked to some cool people, made some awesome connections, like I, I, was, there was no, not a lot of wallowing. Maybe I should have wallowed, wallowed some more, how many fucking times can I say the word wallowed? However, um, it doesn't matter, because we can't do anything about the past. I can't do anything about the conversation that I've had into this microphone alone in the refinery. Well, I can. I can delete it. I won't. However, in my space, there's nothing I can do about the words that have already come out of my mouth. And there's nothing you can do about whatever it is you're doing right now while you listen to this. Whatever you've done in the time that you've listened to this, you can't do again. So then you can't... So then, you know, one of the, the, the key things to human existence and trying to find contentment is you can't allow your past to rule you. Yet... The, the, the grand contradiction is that your past dictates what you do in the present, therefore affecting your future. So, you, you know, like, there's contradictions everywhere. However, and that's the chaos of human life, and actually the chaos is a lot of the things that we've discussed over the last couple of weeks. And how do you... Navigating that when you're in a state of grief is makes it more difficult. Because... And look, the chaos of this year makes everything more fucking difficult. You know, we're still, you know, where I live, it's like sort of everyone's trying to do their own thing. Every now and again, you see a person with a mask, but not really anyone. Um, but globally, what's going on and where it's happening and what's going on is is so touchy and it's teetering on the brink. And I, And we all know that subconsciously yet we don't know a minute everything's fine it's all good everything's fine everything's it's cool man everything's cool everything's cool regardless of what chaos goes on if you couple what's happening now with grief of loss it's it's hard to comprehend it's hard to comprehend for anyone and i found it hard to comprehend yet i feel better getting this out and I feel like I've been rambling I, I hope there is some value to what I've said and I think I think there's a lot more to be said about this the reason I sat down on the mic tonight and it feels like a weight has been lifted from my soul is that everybody grieves in their own way no one can tell you how to grieve you don't let that process rule your existence because it can if you let it the people that have come before us whether they be our children our parents our grandparents our siblings whoever it is our friends they would not want us to stop our life they would want us to be the best we can be and we owe them that and that's all there is to it and the guilt that i had that i wasn't honoring the grieving process properly is is is, is bullshit <laughs> because i felt pain 
I felt heartache. I felt a void in my soul. It's still there. I didn't deny it. However, losing a loved one or losing someone who meant that much to you, doesn't matter who it was, is going to affect you. And however it affects you is okay for a little while. You know, maybe I should have found some more time. Yet at the same time, what it, it I don't know what else I could have done. You know, we, 2020 hindsight, we always think we can do more, do better. However, at the end of the day, does it really matter? Because you can do nothing about it, as it is. You know, Nan wouldn't want to fuss. You know, she had, there was no coffin, there was no ceremony, there was one song, limited amount of people, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, was all done in like 15 minutes, see you later. And that was Nan. She didn't want to make a fuss. And she wouldn't want me to make a fuss. She wouldn't want any of us to make a fuss if any of my family, cousins, siblings listened to this. Uh, she wouldn't want any of us to make a fuss. Because that woman did so much for us so we could be better. And the only thing we can do is be better. Try and be better than we were yesterday. And just because she's gone or and we go back to any of these loved ones are gone, does that mean you stop loving them? No. Does that mean you stop thinking about them? No. Does that mean none of that you can still do that? You know? But they were just people too. They had their ups, their downs, their complexities, their ins, the outs, the goods, the bads, like we all do. Yet, you remember them, especially those who showed you unconditional love. You remember them that way. And whatever you do, don't let the sadness of that loss define you. Because don't deny it either. The sadness will come, the sadness will go. You know, I got shown some wild rose uh, essential oil a little while ago and burst into tears because I used to do the roses with Nan. And, you know, that was a very special part of what we used to do when I was a little kid. I used to have rose petal sandwich. <laughs> no, sandwich, not a salad with uh, cheese. It's pretty tasty. But, you know, I think those things all happen forever. I'll see something or experience something and those memories will come flooding back and I think the, the, the key there is that don't deny them when they come up. Feel them, feel the love, feel the pain, feel the contrast. Understand it, don't deny it. Feel it in your soul, in your heart, in your mind, in your body. Process it and let it go. And I think like all things, it's going to be a never-ending journey of grief and understanding and the older I get the more I'll probably understand and you know as I see my kids grow I'll understand and all these things that they wrap up and around in it at the end of the day she would not be to make a fuss so I'm not entirely sure whether I made a lot of sense there however I feel better and I hope that through my vulnerability and attempting to understand it that it helps you understand your own grief and your own process because your own process is your own process at the end of the day I wanted to finish this little unsupervised with a little bit about 
stepping away from the the numbers and the and the stench and everything of what's going on at the moment just because that's what's been humming in the background while I've been dealing with this grief and you know in the coming weeks we're going to talk a bit more about that on the mics from an, an, an Aussie perspective and try and search, see some get some outside opinions as well we really there's a meme because I'm a meme collector I've got two and a half thousand memes or three and a half thousand memes on my phone all different types have the one that keeps coming back around and around in my head is the time is coming for good men to do bad things to bad men now I don't want you to think I'm inciting violence however the reality behind a lot of what we're seeing is the silent majority must stand we must we actually don't have a choice or we're not going to have a choice in the very 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 near future and if we don't then we will have to fall in line to what happens and we can't let that happen we just can't we will need to stand the silent majority must stand how we stand and what we do is a question that I will be exploring and am exploring and thinking about and ruminating on however there's going to come a point where we must understand that the system we've created no longer serves us it serves the system and anything any sickness or virus that has a 99.6 or 7 survival rate is better than most of the viruses that we deal with every fucking year. And we consistently and constantly ignore the true tragedies that are going on around the planet. And if we don't fucking figure that shit out, and if we don't understand that we need to stand as one, that the silent majority in every single country needs to stand and say, enough. This is not fucking working. We do not want to play anymore your stupid fucking games. Then we must bow down to whatever comes next. And when I say that we're living in prophetic times... I need you to hear me now. What we do over the next 12 to 18 months as a global culture will echo through eternity. Echo through eternity. This is the next step. How we react, what we do, what we give away, what we allow to happen will echo. This is the next step in the human chain. We're currently a part of it. And whilst I truly believe that love is the answer, there's a lot of people that fucking don't believe that. And have misguided perceptions of so many different things. And have greed and lust for power and gold and money and my precious, right? This game doesn't serve us anymore. And the silent majority, which is most of us, outnumbers and outweighs millions and millions and billions and billions to one of not billions it's got to be carried away there however you understand we outnumber whoever it is 
by hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds to one. Globally, it's probably thousands or tens of thousands. Hundreds of thousands, I don't know. However, we need to understand that. Over the last few years, I've cultivated a very interesting, eclectic, intelligent, eccentric bunch of fine gentlemen. And to a man, we are concerned. We are concerned by what we're seeing. We're concerned by what's happening. And we're concerned about what's going to happen. And the thing about Aussies, just to bring it back to the down under for a second, and look, I'm sure this sentiment could be echoed around the globe. The, the thing about Aussies, for those that don't know Aussies, is that we're pretty laid back. We've got a saying down under. She'll be right, mate. Well, she ain't going to be right, mate. And the thing is that Aussies just want to, you know, the silent majority in Australia just wants to do its job, go home, be with family, be with mates, have some fun, and be happy. However, like majority of the world, we're being pushed. And the thing about Aussies is that if you make us get off the couch, you make us put the beer down and go, hey, what the fuck? You better be fucking ready for what happens next. Globally, around the world, any other military is wants the Aussies by our side, by their side. And there's a lot of people that are being pushed. And again, I'm not inciting violence. However, I don't know what's going to happen next. What I do know is if the silent majority does not stand, we are all in trouble. And when I say all, I mean 8 billion fucking people. And if we continue to deny uh, the the deaths that are still caused by hunger, something like 4,500 people a day die from hunger. That is a fucking stupid statistic in 2020. If we're going to deny the literally millions and millions and millions of people that die around the world from things that we accept on a daily basis, yet we're going to be controlled by what has happened this year when it's not really... There's nothing to fucking worry about, okay? 99.7%. Alright? 0.03 or 0... If you know, So you've got a 99.7% of... Surviving if you do it contracted. So 0.4 of a percent is that like the odds of that are astronomical. And there's so many other fucking things on this planet that kill many, many, many more thousands of people every year that have a high mortality rate that didn't matter a fuck and still don't. But you can't have that conversation. We need to be very, very, very careful. And we need to stand up. The silent majority must stand. I know I've said that fucking five times now. However, that is... That's the other message to this unsupervised. The silent majority must rise. Because we are actually pretty, I suppose, centrist, for want of a better description. The silent majority doesn't give a fuck who you're fucking or who you think you are, If you know... You want to be a gender fluid unicorn, be the best fucking gender fluid unicorn you can be. 
do it. We don't care. We just want to be cool. We just want a safe place for our families to grow up. And you want to be grasp your fucking eccentricities, people. That is one of the founding uh, sayings of this podcast. Grasp your eccentricities. The silent majority doesn't particularly care about whatever the fuck you want to do. That's what these extremists on either end don't understand. You're screaming about, we need to do this, we need to do that. The silent majority doesn't care and or agrees with you. Do what you want, don't hurt anyone, and be fucking cool. End of story. The problem is, is it's not fucking cool anymore. What's going on is not cool. And it's not fine. And it's going to continue. And if we're not careful, we'll give away liberties that we're going to regret. We may have already done that. You know, I would consider myself Victorian at heart. What is going on in Victoria at the moment is fucking unbelievable. And on so many levels, it doesn't make any sense. However, I don't want to dig into numbers. This is more about just discussing my thoughts. We will unpack the numbers, right? I'm trying to avoid it. However, there's no way we really can. And the, the chatter behind the scenes here at the podcast, everybody's pushing to come on and discuss it. And I think it's probably worthy of discussion at the moment. On the flip side of that, we've got some other very, very cool stuff that's going on. And the podcasts that are coming, mind-blowing. However, I'm going to shut up. But the two takeaways from this unsupervised are... Your grief is your own. Have no guilt on how you grieve. You grieve in your own way. However, do not let your grief rule you. Honour whoever it is you have lost by being the best person you can be and by being better every day. And one of the ways we can be better is instead of sitting back and pretending, going, la, 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 don't see it, we know it exists, la, 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 no. The time for that is ending. In the very near future, the silent majority must stand. Or we must stand as one. Good on you guys. Really appreciate your time. Thanks very much. Look after yourselves. Stay safe. Be cool. And we'll talk soon. Cheers. Do you just want to go again? Let's do it. Yeah. Go again. All right. I know you've been here before No surprises settle the score I know the darkness deep inside Reckless rage I know the pain And I know the fear We do not name And the one who comes to find me When my time is through I know you I know you
I know you. Better. <laughs>